Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Welcome to 2022. And I don't know about you, I am always so excited at the beginning of a new year. Everything seems possible. Whatever is behind me is behind me. And it's time to press forward. I love that Paul talks about that. Put forgetting what is behind and straining for what is ahead. That is exactly how a new year feels to me. I want you to know here at the very beginning that your enemy wants you to drag forward regret, feelings of being behind, feelings of mistakes, and all of the junk that he tries to burden us and weigh us down with. And yet I want to encourage you, it's a new year. Let's dare to strain forward like Paul encourages us to do as we look to 2022. Today's an exciting day because today I'm going to announce the focus theme for this new year and I want to get you excited about it so you'll join me, not just here on the podcast, but over at the membership site where there's going to be all kinds of PDFs and deeper study on this issue this year. Our theme for 2022 is simply focus up. Focus up in these days where the crazy chaos seems to be swirling at a pace that none of us can keep up with. It is so important for you and I to keep breathing, to keep remembering who is enthroned on high. And the only way that we can do that is if we dare, you and I together, dare to focus up. So in the podcast today, I want to talk to you about some obstacles that are in the way of us focusing up. I want to talk to you about benefits. I want to talk to you about how to do this. And then I want to talk to you about some of the practical applications. And again, we're going to be looking at this all year long in a variety of different ways. I want to talk about Abraham. I want to talk about Isaiah. I want to talk about Jesus and all of the different, very clear examples in Scripture of God trying to draw our eyes up away from the things of this world. That doesn't mean that we sell everything and move to a mountaintop, but it does mean that we do everything we need to do here in light of our focus on our heavenly home and our heavenly father. This world is not our home. We have the assurance of heaven. We have the assurance of forever with our God and our glorified bodies. All of those longings that we have for things to be as they ought to be, They are someday when he returns. All things are made right and all things are made new. That is the hope we have of our salvation through Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to hold on to this year. And I'm going to bet 
If you dare to go along this journey with me and embrace this theme of focusing up this year, you and I are going to have to fight hard for it. I'm just going to tell you, any time that you resolve, like Daniel, remember the story of Daniel, Daniel 1.8, it says, and Daniel resolved. Go back and read that book right early on after Daniel has been taken from his home forcibly probably, along with his compadres, right, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they change their names, they try to change their diet, they try to indoctrinate them with all things Babylonian, right, right off the bat, they are just trying to totally change these young men, and we hear very early on, it says, and Daniel resolved, and I just want to let something sit on you for a minute, because I'm going to dare you to resolve. Right here in the beginning of 2022, I'm going to dare you to resolve, not knowing what the rest of the year holds, not knowing what's coming down the pike, whether it's blessing or it's trial, whether it's a challenge or this huge unknown. I'm going to dare you to resolve now when you don't know to focus up, to focus up. And if you go back and read the book of Daniel, you'll notice Daniel 1.8, Daniel resolves. And you'll notice things don't get easier for Daniel just because he resolved. You know, I could sell this really simply and easily to the masses if all you had to do for an easy life was resolve to follow God. If that's all you had to do and then things were easy, everyone would sign up. But I'm going to tell you what I know. When you and I dare to resolve to focus up on his glory and his goodness, and there's a list of eight things we're going to go through here in just a second. When we dare to focus up, like we're instructed through scripture over and over and over, that focus is going to be tried. It's going to be challenged. It's going to be tested. But it's also going to be refined. It's also going to be purified. And it's also going to deepen and be blessed. And so that's what I think God has for us in these trying times when it is so difficult to discern up from down who's telling the truth, right? We have the truth in God's word, in the person of Jesus Christ. So we're going to dare to focus on what we know to be true, what we know to be true. We're going to focus up and we're going to do it together. And I'm going to hit the road. I've got about, I think it's 8, 10, or 12 conferences. I don't remember. I need to count and let you know on that. It's posted over on my website. And I'm hoping to meet a lot of you at some of these events. And we're going to share stories as I hit the road. And we're going to talk about how we're focusing up amid the circumstances and the situations and the trials and the tribulations of this life and how we can still be rejoicing no matter what's going on here because that's what it looks like to be the people of God. That's what it looks like to live fragrant lives. That's what it looks like to be a witness and a testimony to the glory and the goodness of God. And that's what it looks like when other people see people living faithfully. And that's the call on your life and on my life. Focus up 2022. So here are some obvious things. You might want to write this down again. I do not ever claim to give you exhaustive lists of things. In fact, I hope that you will contact me, email me through the website, message me, and let me know other things that the Holy Spirit 
are laying on your heart on these subjects, but I've listed a few obstacles here to focus. These are probably the most obvious ones, but first of all, temptations. Temptations are an obstacle to focusing up because you know what? If I focus up, temptation falls away, right? Because I'm focused up. I'm not focused on the things here. We've got to resist temptation. And I'm going to suggest to you that one of the best ways we can resist temptation is by focusing up. A lot of things fall away when our eyes are focused up. Our eyes are focused up. Secondly, distractions. We need to refrain from distractions. Refuse distraction. So many of us are so easily distracted by scrolling screens, right? By the things of this world, the glit and the glamour everywhere. And we're going to need to practice refraining, restraining ourselves from those things. Another obstacle to focus is ourselves. We really want to be the center of our own universe. We really want to things to go our way. We want what we want, when we want it, how we want it. And we want other people to come in line with what we want, right? I mean, I know this is true. We have the most narcissistic society in history right now because everybody thinks that they deserve it their way and they, they want everybody else to do what they want. That doesn't last long, does it? I mean, just think that out a little bit. If we continue on in this me-centered cultural value, right, we're running into each other really fast because I don't think there's any two of us who want everything exactly the same all the time. And so we're going to have to overcome the obstacle of self. We're going to have to dare to focus up and on God and not on ourselves. No longer do we need to be staring into the mirror or into the camera for the selfie. What if we dared? to focus up and not on self. Another obstacle is comparison. Look, if if the enemy can't get you through temptation, if he can't distract you, if he can't get you to stare in the mirror all the time, he gets you to compare yourself to somebody else, right? And somebody else always has it better and bigger than you. Always, always. We're not called to comparison, except when it comes to becoming more and more like Christ. And we don't even have to become more and more like Christ by ourselves. God helps us and molds us. The Holy Spirit comes and conforms us into the image of the only begotten Son of the Father. But we're not to compare ourselves to each other. This is not a competition. We are all his children, beloved of the Father. Temptations, distractions, self-comparisons, and finally, just desires. The enemy plants all these desires. You deserve a break today. You deserve this. You deserve this. We deserve nothing but the holy, righteous wrath of God. We are, each one of us, sinners who deserve the wrath of God, the right, just wrath of God. But God, but God sent his only begotten son to pay our sin debt. Our desires, when we desire things of this world, they're out of line. They're out of line. And we're going to need to redirect our desires to be his desires. What, Lord, would you have for me today? Who would you have me 
serve today? Who would you have me call today? What would you have me do today? And I'm going to tell you right now, everything that we're going to talk about this year, this whole idea of focusing up and not focusing on self, of seeking to serve and not be served, we're talking counterculture. That's what we're talking about. And we're talking about a counterculture that changes the culture for the glory of God and the good of that culture's people. This is the kind of culture Christianity is called to create. This giving, this giving, this serving, right? So those are five obstacles. You can probably name others and you can note those down. I now want to go over eight benefits of doing this. And again, you might come up with others, right? Eight benefits of focusing up. Focusing up up. Because when we focus up, guess what we get? We get the name of this podcast and the community. We get real refreshment. Not the refreshment, not the brokenness that the world offers. Real refreshment. Because we're focused on the only one that can really refresh. And that's God. That's God. Mom, are you weary and overwhelmed? Are you feeling lonely? Real refreshment. And real answers are found only in God and his son and the filling and indwelling of his Holy Spirit. That's where it comes from. The world cannot give that to you or to me. It cannot. It cannot. And the temptation is to chase after the things of the world because the world says it can. And it's lying because it can't. It literally can't. But here are eight benefits to focusing up, to receiving real refreshment. See, as we focus up, we remember his promises. Remember his promises, which engenders in us confidence to stand. Do you need confidence to stand? Focus up. Dare to remember his promises His promises in his word to be with you, to walk with you, to help you, to guide you, to show you, to teach you. His promises, if we would dare to remember his promises, it gives us confidence to stand. When we focus up, when we focus up, we respond to his faithfulness, which gives us humility. When when you and I, when I, I'll just speak about myself. When I am reminded of how faithful he has been to me in my utter unfaithfulness to him, it is humbling. It is humbling. And it reminds me to worship him. To worship him. He is worthy of my worship. He is faithful and he is true. And I need to respond by worshiping. When I focus up, I'm drawn to repent. I'm drawn to repent because I'm reminded of his holiness. God is completely and totally other. That's what holy means. He's completely and totally other. He's beyond, right? And that's sobering. See, many of us and many churches propose to give you a God made in your own image. And that's, that's backwards, Once you can get your mind around God, he's no longer God. He's no longer God. Your God is high and lifted up, worthy of all of your praise. He is beyond what you can ask or imagine. And yet, 
He is mindful of you. He is mindful of you. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the word. And today, she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community, Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. And as we look up and we focus up, we repent because we see his holiness and we are sobered, right? Such that we want to submit. If you are wrestling with submission to the true word of God, I would suggest to you, focus up. Dare to repent of your sin. Be mindful of your sin. This is something we don't talk about very much. The need for our ongoing repentance, our daily awareness of our fallenness, of our disobedience, right? That soberness that Paul talks about in the New Testament, that we would be sober, that we would be mindful, that we would be aware of our own sinfulness, such that we would submit to his molding. Look, it's really easy when I'm not walking in repentance to resist and to rebel against his molding on my heart, in my mind, in my soul. And that's only possible because I'm not mindful. I'm not sober. So remember, respond, repent. Next, when we focus up, it reminds us of the hope we have. The hope we have, which engenders in us assurance, assurance. We're going home. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And where I go, I will come and take you to be with me. He's gone to prepare a place for us. He's coming back. We just celebrated his first advent. And yet we know that there will be a second advent when he comes back to take us home. And as we focus up, it reminds us of that hope. It gives us assurance that he will come back. And that assurance, that assurance makes us want to tell others, to tell others. If you're struggling to share your faith, maybe you need to rewind a little bit. Check that assurance that you have that he's coming back to take you home. Check back about the hope you have. Is your hope set on things above? Your mind set on things above? Or is it possibly set on things below? Things aren't going so great down here and so you're you're wavering a little bit. No, no, no. Focus up and be reminded of the sure hope. Not this wishy-washy worldly hope. I hope, right? No, it's not that. This is a 
settled confidence. Yes, that he's coming back. He's coming back. And that kind of assurance helps you tell other people about that. We have the hope of a resurrected Savior. We have the only perfect resurrected Savior. We have the hope of the nations. And if we would but remember that, we can tell others about him. Next, as we focus up, we renew our joy. We renew our joy. In the worst possible circumstances that we could find ourselves down here, we have the joy of knowing that God is on the throne. No matter how bad things get here, no matter how bad things get here, and things have gotten pretty bad here, right? But we have the joy of knowing that he sits enthroned on high. He has not moved. No matter how hard the swirl gets down here, no matter how the chaos breaks out, we have the joy of knowing that he sits enthroned as sovereign of the universe and none of this surprises him that can bring us joy and that joy gives us strength the joy of the lord is my strength nehemiah eight ten. the joy of the lord but to remember the joy of the lord gives us strength and that's the strength we need to do what to persevere because things are getting tough it's getting harder and harder to persevere, to continue on. In all of this that we've seen the last two years, we have seen people unable to persevere. They're throwing up their hands. They're giving up. And we are called to persevere. It's called perseverance. It's called endurance, right? Because it's not easy. It's hard. And if you're feeling the difficulty of perseverance, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And I would challenge you, if you're, if you're struggling with perseverance, go back and check on that joy. Focus up. Renew your joy so that you can have the strength to persevere. Next, I think this is number six. As we focus up, we receive peace. We receive his peace. We know that Jesus was the prince of peace. And yet we know when we study his word, when he stepped into this world, we're talking about a situation where Rome was oppressing the people of God. And even after he ascended, the Roman oppression continued and persecution broke out against the church. And you're like, where's the peace? He is, was, continues to be the prince of peace. And what we mean by that is we know that he is over all things. He is the authority over all things. He is the prince of peace. Philippians 4, 8 says that he gives us peace that transcends all understanding, the peace of knowing that it all works together for our good and God's glory. Every time, every circumstance, the worst possible circumstance, the worst possible day, you can go back and read the book of Job for this. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him, Job says. After, By the way, Job can claim to have the worst day ever. The worst day ever. And yet there was a peace that descended upon Job because he knew that his Redeemer lived. And it's the same peace available to you and I. And that peace gives us what we need to rest. 
and to not chase after the wind, not get caught up in the spin, but to rest in knowing that he holds the whole world in his hand. He holds the whole world in his hand. And it is that rest that helps us to do what? To wait. To wait. Here's something that I've learned. You can't rush waiting. You can't. Waiting comes from resting, from exhaling and yet continuing to breathe, to sit and wait and rest because you know he is the Prince of Peace. Next, number seven, as we focus up, we are given a reference point, a reference point for what? For truth, for truth. Truth is being redefined right now. It's being turned on its head. We're being told that truth is relative, your truth, my truth, her truth, their truth, right? We're being told that up is down and down is up, that black is white and white is black. We're being told all manner of lies and they're all being passed off as truth. We need a reference point, a true north. And we get that when we focus up. The reference point for truth is God, his word, the person of Jesus Christ. There is absolute truth in the God of the universe. And we need that reference point as a foundation so that we can build our lives on that truth. You'll remember the parable in the New Testament. The foolish man built his his house upon the sand. And the sand, it it wasn't going to hold up that house in the storm. The storm comes and the house falls flat. That is this pseudo-truth that the world is building on right now. It's sandy. It's not a firm foundation. It's a sandy foundation. And the storms of life are going to come and it's not going to stand. And you and I need to make sure that you and I are building on the foundation of truth, capital T, God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and His Word, the truth, that we are building on that. Even when others around us are choosing to build on sand, we need to build a solid foundation on truth so that when their houses fall, they've got a place of refuge to come to. And we've got to give it to our kids too. Because as we build on that foundation, God will use us as places of light and refuge for a lost and a dying world. We've got to make sure that we're focused up so we have the reference point for true, our true north, right? Our foundation so that we can build. And lastly, as we focus up, we have an opportunity to reflect on his goodness. On his goodness. Because it is his goodness that inspires us to live lives worthy of that to which we have been called. You and I have been called to live a certain way. Paul talks about it in the New Testament in some translations of the Bible as as you walk, right? What he's talking about there is your daily life. We are called to live in a manner worthy of that to which we have been called. You and I. And we do that not focusing on the chaos and the crazy and the swirl and the confusion that's down here. No, If we are going to live the lives that we are called to live, if we are going to live worthy and fragrant 
If we are going to live set apart the holy lives that God has called us to live, we've got to do it focused up. There's no other way to do it. There's no other way to do it. Now, how do we do this? Here very, 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 very quickly are seven hows. So number one, step out in a way. I want to challenge you, step out from the chaos. If that's out your front door, mom, with all the kids, right? If it's out and away from all the devices and the screens and the television, the news, yelling at you, do it. Step out and away regularly. Turn it off. Turn it off. I'm happy to announce to you today that they all screens have an off button. Exercise that. Exercise that. Step away. Step out and away. Number two, look up. Look up. I was brainstorming about this this morning as I was preparing for this podcast today. And I was like, I need to do a series on that. All the different times in scripture. And some of you might run ahead and do this yourselves. All the times in scripture where God calls his people to look up. To focus up. I'm reminded of Abraham specifically when he called Abraham out. And he says, look at the stars. Look at the stars. When things are going crazy, when the swirl seems overwhelming, dare to look up. The God of the universe put those stars in place and set the planets in orbit. That God, that God is your God. Look up. Number three, be quiet and be still. Psalm 46.10, I referenced this earlier, be still and know that I am God. There's an implication there of be quiet, right? Be still, be quiet. Number four, wait, wait, wait for it. And remember, like I said earlier, you can't rush waiting. You want to, I want to, right? I'm like, I got five minutes, God, bring it. And sometimes he's like, yeah, no, no, this isn't going to be a five minute one. It's not. And sometimes waiting is is days and weeks and months and years, right? Some of you have probably been waiting for something for years. I know I have. There are relationships that I have longed to be reconciled for years, for years. And I'm still waiting. And part of my challenge in that waiting is to wait with not a hardened heart, but still a soft heart, not a bitter heart, but still a broken heart. Waiting is hard. It's not passive. And it's very hard. Number five, read the word. Immerse yourself in this word. On our next podcast this month, I'm going to launch our M&M series, wherein every month we're going to dive deep into a passage of scripture and study it for all it's worth all month long. Dare to read his word. Don't read as much of the news as you read of his word. Don't read one more novel if you're not reading his word. Make reading his word priority. That's the renewing of your mind. Read his word. Next, sing his praises. One of my favorite things to do over the years when all the kids were home and I was doing lots of laundry is I kept my hymnal on the dryer and I would just sing his praises. Is his praise on your lips? Dare to sing his praises. That's a great way to set your mind above. There have been times when things have been so lousy in my life that I couldn't even sing the words. The tears dripping off my chin were keeping time. I could barely hum, right? But it was still washing my soul and my mind and my heart. And finally, choose to trust. 
when you can't see, when you can't see your hand in front of your face, it's so dark. When the valley of the shadow of death and woundedness and brokenness and loss is so dark that you cannot even see your own hand in front of your face, choose to trust, choose to believe. Four final things. I know I've rushed through this. There'll be a PDF over at the membership site if you want to go over and pick it up a worksheet for you to work all this through. And this is going to write, I already said this, going to take us through the whole year. So stay tuned. Dare to dive deep with me at the throne of grace. Four things. He invites us to come and keep coming. We don't just come once, mom, dad. We keep coming. Keep. He invites us to the throne of grace with confidence. The He invites us to trust and keep trusting. It's not like we just trust once and then it's over, right? He's going to give us lots of opportunities to trust more, right? So he invites us to trust and keep trusting. He invites us to participate in what he's doing and keep participating. It's not like you get to do one thing and then you're good, right? Home free. It's not how it works. He says, I want you to do this, and, 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 and I want you to do this, and I, I, want you to do, I don't want you to do that. He's going to direct you if you let him. And finally, it's obeying and keep obeying. And again, I'm just going to tell you, if you're going to dare with me to focus up in 2022, he is going to challenge you. The enemy is going to work to pick you off. I don't want you to go into this blind. I want you to know what you're signing up for. You are signing up for growth. You are signing up for transformation. You are signing up to be conformed into the image of his son. I hope you'll join me. I'll see you next time. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us. And we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.